0: I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We're the guys from that film, Stu, and this is our latest review, Shazam! Fury of the Gods.
1: Directed by David F. Sandberg, Shazam! Fury of the Gods is the superhero film based on the DC Comics character Shazam! It is the sequel to Shazam! from 2019 and is the 12th installment in the DC Extended Universe. The movie is in cinemas now, and thanks to Warner Brothers Pictures, we were able to attend the Perth premiere. But if you haven't watched Shazam Fewer of the Gods yet and you'll want to go watch it first before listening to our full review, we will be talking spoilers. Before we get into
0: it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review.
1: And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that filmstreep podcast.
0: So, Jason, what is Shazam! Fury of the Gods about?
1: Bestowed with the powers of the gods, Billy Batson and his fellow foster kid siblings are still learning how to juggle teenage life with their adult superhero alter egos. When a vengeful trio of ancient gods arrive on Earth in search of the magic stolen from them long ago, Shazam! and his family get thrust into a battle for their superpowers, their lives, and the fate of the world. You know how it goes.
0: I remember when we did our review of the first film we both said they need to fast track this sequel because these <laughs> kids are going to grow up quick
1: 100% 4
0: years later we have a sequel
1: I mean it did it did take their time I mean, to the point where you know Grace Caroline Curry is now playing not only herself as the I'll still call her the child just to make things make sense, but also the adult version of herself because she essentially is an adult. I mean, we're we're on a line. We are. Yeah, on a
0: line. <laughs> yeah we are. I mean, who knows how much screen time poor Asher Angel is going to get in the third one? If the second one, this one, is anything to go by, I mean,
1: with third one, really are we? Are we talking with about
0: Grace, them? Caroline, Curry. She's Mary, Mary Marvel. I think next to Captain Marvel or Shazam, she's the more famous one, like the most famous one. And she's the one that I could see potentially getting her own film down the line if they're going to stick with this cast, these films, who knows what's going to happen in the future. But Mary Marvel, she's a character that I could see being the star away from this series and having Grace Caroline Curry play both parts does make sense. Like In the comics, when she transforms from Mary Batson to Mary Marvel, she's drawn the same. She is just drawn the same. So it's very different. Billy is a kid, becomes an adult. But what director David F. Sandberg has had to say, um, there is a difference, a hair and makeup is different. So, therefore, people don't recognize that they're the same character.
1: I mean, and I was, and I thought I was just being creepy watching them, being like, what did they do? Did they make her boobs bigger or something? I mean, I didn't see any sort of evident difference, but I was like, surely they've done something to her just to make hair her and makeup.
0: Hair and makeup. Oh,
1: yeah. Hair and makeup. That'll do it. Yep. That's
0: not more... to be, not to be that guy. Whenever Mary <laughs> Marvel was on screen, I'd just, it's like the rest of the film didn't exist. Other than just the costume, the actual something about it
1: was really,
0: was really clicking for me.
1: I mean, if we are, if we are going to be those guys, I mean, it's Rachel's ego for me. Like, she is ridiculous. Right? Okay. <laughs> she um... Is <laughs> I mean, You're... West Side Story. I, I tell you, I fell in love. <laughs> you
0: know she. She's been interesting on social media because it started off when talking about this film. She's she started off by basically saying, I was under contract. I wasn't sure if I was going to get more work. Now she's said a lot more nicer things, and she's very she's very <laughs> pro this movie on social media. But I think somebody's had a word with her. Said, Come on, like, why, why did you make this film? I needed a job. And and that's okay, because you know, sometimes, a lot of the times, that is going to be an honest actor. Or an honest answer yeah. from the actor, but it's not what they usually say. It's what she said.
1: What they need to do in in that situation be like, "Hey, look, I did it for a paycheck, but you know what? I did a good job. Like I worked and I delivered my best performance. That's
0: she's turned that's it around. She's do, she's doing well. She's doing a she good job. Nice. Yeah, she's fair. doing a good job of promoting I'll the film. I forgive
1: her. It's it's all good with this movie. Much like the first one, because I I think I remember you, you quite enjoyed the first one, didn't you?
0: I did. It was, yeah, it, it was a fun movie, but I'm still having the same problems here that I had with that, and it happens in the comics as well, and it's because Marvel Comics own the rights to the name Captain Marvel. It's yeah, very... And this
1: movie, It's this very movie problematic. Thing, like, they make it a bit of a running gag in this... In this, Is it a gag? I don't know. It turned well, into they did, a gag, yeah. it Well, it was like...
0: a gag in the first one, but the way that they deliver the gag in this film that we didn't get in the first one is genius, and I loved it, and it's my... Favourite cameo of the movie. When you get to see a previous live-action Billy Batson from Shazam in 74, I'm talking about Michael Gray. He's the bystander, final battle. Gray not only has his red and yellow sweater, which is what he wore on the show, but he calls Shazam his original title of Captain Marvel. Yeah, It's the only time it's said, and I guess that is... They found a way to use it, and I think by bringing that actor back was really really cool so i did enjoy nice that time. but they they can't do it like and even they just can't do it like and it can't even be i mean the movie's called shazam you've got the wizard shazam but in the comics billy does say shazam and become shazam the superhero but if he was to sell someone his name he'd revert back to billy batson it doesn't work <laughs> it's a big problem for
1: me. I've got to be honest. It, it, it is, but look, the where I was trying to lead us—the tone of, of 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 this movie. I mean, look, it's the same as the first one. It's a lot in terms of you know the the DCEU films that we've had, even the more recent ones. Like these are the brighter, more family-friendly kind of superhero outings. For the DC films, you know, besides you know like super pets and stuff like that, but I mean like live action, this is it. And these these movies are they're fun in tone. Um, and I'll say right now, like watching this movie from start to finish, like it's just fun. I mean, we can dissect it and go, you know, like this is, you know, does it get a little bit too silly at times? Maybe a little bit, you know, as much as like Thor: Love and Thunder. Maybe not so much, but you know it does it does teeter around that silly thing, but it's all in the tone of this is goofy, where we're watching it through the eyes of these kids. Maybe the kids are more immature than they probably would be at that age, but you know what? You just go with it. I find I just found that the the tone of this movie, much like the first one, quite well balanced in terms of there's humor. If anything, this one has a little bit more like, Emotional drive, dramatic stuff happening in terms of both the action and like the family drama, the stuff with like like the the adoptive mom like yeah, it's, it's some sweet, tender moments there. There's some good stuff.
0: Well, they did it in that <laughs> first one, and it worked, and they do it again here, and it worked. And it's good that they did it again here because it worked. <laughs> most of the film. Asher Angel just sat in his trailer. I don't know what he was doing, but he wasn't on screen. So at least it was... when his adoptive mother, she's like, hey, I want to see you. I want to see the real you. And Zachary, Levi, Shazam! We get Asher Angel for a little bit, and then he's gone again. But <laughs>
1: like, What's yeah. his best film? Like, you know, like, at the end of that first movie, you know, like, when you have, like, you have the the kids, you know, get the get the Shazam family powers and stuff, and then you get introduced to the the adult actors who you know will be playing them. And obviously, very small screen time for them. And I was thinking in this movie, I was like, what's the balance going to be? Because that first movie was still very much, you know, it was it was Billy and um, and Freddie, like they were like at the center. But you know, it was Zachary Lever, adult Shazam, and Jack Dylan Grazer as you know as the kid more so you know you didn't have Adam Brody until the very end didn't play a big part so I was thinking going into this movie with all the kids with their powers what are we going to get and we do get you know quite a few scenes with you know the adult actors doing stuff but then I notice as we progress through the movie you know like we focus a lot more on Jack Dylan Grazer in his you know teenager form again we're still getting a lot of Zachary Levi over asher angel much like the first movie but even with the other with the other kids it's like as soon as they can they put them in situations where they can you know like take away their adult powers so we get them back as kids so it's sort of like oh who are the bigger actors or who has the forefront of the stage is it the adult versions or the kids and they just found a way to i guess balance it out so you didn't have the adult actors hanging around the whole time like again um uh, freddie's character the adam brody is pretty much stripped of him you know halfway through this movie so it's like oh look we're not going to get that much screen time with adam brody
0: yeah As an example, that, that's
1: um letting letting jack somebody names letting jack yeah. still have the screen time yeah that's how yeah
0: i think they yeah. did do a good job of balancing the cast i mean grace caroline curry she's fine like she's both movies. oh she, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's she, she's covered The other kids just need to get older. Maybe the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but they they had to lose. They had to lose their powers. I remember watching that first movie when he shares his power for the first time, ripped from the pages of Shazam, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank. There it was on the big screen, and it was fantastic, and it was great how they all came together as a family. But early on in this film, because I'd stayed away from trailers, TV spots, I'd only seen that initial trailer. I'd seen no TV spots. I'd seen nothing. So I thought, as I'm watching the movie, it starts, and I had the realisation, I don't know how, but the kids need to lose their powers, because <laughs> Shazam was the hero in that first film, and he needed yeah. the help from his family. And just like the wizard Shazam did all those years prior, he shares the power with his yeah. family, but he yeah. would need to be in a position where he's going to step up and be the hero for everybody. So I thought I that's oh, exactly
1: the, what that yeah. needed to happen, and that's exactly it what did. did happen. However, so as, as Freddie opening, opening scene on the bridge, yeah. I had a really good time.
0: It was amazing. It was like watching The incredible. Incredibles. It was really
1: yeah. really well okay, done. Like, the Incredibles, fantastic. You know, I went back to like that. You know, all Jim's of that. story, fantastic for bridge scene i was like this is very reminiscent of that but like and then i was thinking like as as i was watching this, i was like oh do you know what they don't just have to put in one superhero they've got to do like how many other five six of them six let's say six they They're I'm like they've got to they've got to you know like i was like they're, they're flying around everywhere like you know What's her name, she's ran really fast. Like, oh man, there's so much. It's great.
0: Dala was really, yeah. really cool in the first film and in this one as well. But but I knew they needed to lose their powers, and then Freddy did. Yeah. I thought, oh, okay, he lost his powers really easily, so that's going to be easy <laughs> to work that into the story. One blast of the staff, and they lose their powers. But I did really enjoy like all the Easter eggs, like just talking about Dala. But again, I thought she was great in that first film. She's really good in this. Now, her surname is Dudley. In the Shazam comics, Billy has an Uncle Dudley who is a middle-aged, overweight man. And he transforms and wears a costume and has powers. And he is Uncle Dudley. And in this, we've got Darla Dudley. But then when she adopts a pet kitten, she calls it Tawny tawny is the name of the talking tiger from the comics so if you know that stuff like i do it's great and it's really good but if you don't know it it's not really going to distract you from what's going on it's just things that said as part of the movie but there's so you know so you many listen to, to
1: this podcast and hear this fun stuff almost like i am right now like that's <laughs> that's cool stuff and and of course i i didn't know not know i wouldn't know any of that stuff that's that's cool but it's
0: good that they can do it, but not as it it doesn't distract. Uh, you know, everyday yeah. viewer like you're just going to watch it, and it's yeah. So it's um, it's cool, but no Uncle Dudley though. We don't need him, so he's, no, <laughs> he's no, in this. We've got, you know we've what? Got four, parents,
1: we've got siblings. It's great.
0: There's already too many characters, or enough <laughs> characters, or too many. I don't know. You decide when three villains. <laughs> <laughs> when I was watching it, I had the realization because. You, you spent more time on it than I did in that first film, but just the strong disconnect between Billy and Shazam. Like, when Billy transforms, he's just so different, like so, so different. And the thought that I had this time around, the way that Billy acts as Shazam, it's more like how you would think Freddy would act if he got the powers. And of course he does because he becomes Shazam Jr. or whatever name he's gonna go by, but the way that Billy all of a sudden becomes really childlike, like he's really childish. Yet when he's in teenager so, yeah, form, he isn't.
1: Well, much like that first movie, I think I think a bit of the issue like I, that I had was it was like you, you know, you were with Ash's performance as as Billy. It was like, you know, for a for a young teenager, like. He had sort of a maturity about him like he wasn't goofy and weird and silly but then when he became zachary levi's shazam it was like what zachary levi was doing to to act like a teenager was be really goofy and immature and, and silly and maybe you know maybe it's like sort of like the spider man syndrome where it's like when you've got the mask when you've got the suit the powers you get cocky and you get silly and you know the world is your oyster and you can be like that so you, you cut not But it's sort of, you know, in that first movie, it was like every time you went back to, you know, Asher as Billy, it was, you know, quite a bit more of a straight performance. In this one, I think they handled it a little bit better. It's still not quite right. There was still a bit of division between the two. But I think what Asher was doing as Billy in this movie was replicating what Zachary Levi like his performance. And I think maybe they had, obviously like they've had access to that first movie to watch and, you know, bounce off each performance. So I think they were a little bit more in sync. So that's improved, but still not quite there. There's still a bit like... It's
0: it's a really noticeable disconnect.
1: It's a different character.
0: Watch the movie Looper. Like watch Looper. Joseph Corden It and Bruce Willis. I know they, they did something to Levitt's eyes. So he looked more like... Bruce. And I think his mouth as well, but all the mechanisms yeah, like like were there. It. You could see that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he'd studied Bruce Willis. Like anyway, but it's,
1: I mean, different, if I mean,
0: that's, that's the best. I mean, I've, I've said it before, probably on the podcast as well. My favorite ever Nicholas Cage performance is the John, is it John Archer? Sean Archer, the Travolta character as Cage's character. So then you've got Cage turned all the way up to 11. So it's Cage playing Travolta's character who's playing his character. And he just goes crazy. I, I love Face Off. That and is, if you're
1: lost, if you're lost trying to follow what the hell you just said, it's all good. We all are. Just that's
0: rewind right. it and listen again. Or maybe I made no sense. I don't know. But, but uh, I love the movie. There
1: is a chance we said Off. that wrong, but I won't confirm. I don't think I did. <laughs> okay. Anyway, no, I that's, I um,
0: I that's okay. This movie, the budget, it's. I had a quick look. It's sitting at around maybe one two five one fifty. What I will say, with that in mind, this film looks incredible. Is there some off CGI? Yes, most <laughs> big blockbusters do. But if you're going to compare the budget on this to a lot of other blockbusters, like comic book adaptions or whatever, whether it's Marvel or elsewhere. I think for them to make this movie with that budget the the cast the powers that are on display because you know the number of superheroes and then you've got all the villains you've got that big dragon I think they I mean there's unicorns in in this movie
1: Oh, we'll get to the unicorn.
0: You know, I honestly, <laughs> I really stayed away from the marketing, and then as soon as I'd seen the movie, I thought, oh, okay, so I'll look at different. I look at areas of the internet that I purposely be staying away from, like places where I knew for a fact I would yeah. get spoiled, and then I'm seeing like Skittles ads with unicorns, and it's sort of like they're not even hiding the facts. Whereas, as I watched the film. I didn't know there were going to be unicorns in it. Like So many things were happening in this film that I was finding out for the first time. I, I was told there was a TV spot that I stayed away from. And then there was whispers that Wonder Woman was going to be in the film. I'd not seen the TV spot. I'd seen no footage at all. When we see Wonder Woman turn up in Billy's dream and then the wizard... <laughs> the wizard's head on Wonder Woman's body. (laughs) And at first I thought, oh, they're doing the guy from the first film again. Like they didn't get Superman. It was, you know, they couldn't get Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. So it was just the chest and, you know, the canteen at the end. So when that scene played out and it was just a dream sequence, I thought that was it. I thought, oh, okay. That's not what I thought it was going to be or whatever, but, I thought that was the Wonder Woman cameo that everybody was talking about. So when we get to the end of the film and you see that Gal Gadot is actually in it, I had no idea. I honestly had no idea she was going to be in it. That was such a pleasant surprise. But then, since then, I have seen the TV spot. She's bloody in it. I've seen the action figure released by McFarlane Toys. And it's like, and this is like shared on social media by... DC like it's it is ridiculous
1: oh it, it it's mad and you know like you you messaged me a few days before you know like the the premiere screening you were like you are like you know the cameo has been spoiled for me like just watch out be careful you know public service announcement announcement for me luckily i hadn't until the day of oh day of so did you actually see
0: Gal Gadot in the tv spot
1: the tv spot with the hey how about you you know stick to saving the world kid or whatever she says you see her face; she's there. So uh-huh. even though we, when we get to the scene where you know she's, you know, the, the dream sequence one, and even then I was like, well, we could see her face, and I was like, maybe they're teasing us, trying to make us think they're not going to show it, and then they'll turn around and it's like, oh yeah, they are showing it. And it's like, oh, that's meant to get a pop. Obviously, it just turned into like the the gag with Shazam the wizard, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But then it kind of created. A bit of an issue when we get to the end of the movie where you know the thing happens with shazam you know like when he dies and it's like oh wait there's still a scene coming is obviously not dead or something's going to happen because i knew that it was still coming because it hadn't happened yet and i was like nah surely they haven't cut that or it's going to be the post-credit scene in some sort of ridiculous scenario but Whatever it was, still a delightful little little cameo. It is what it is. I mean, we could dissect the marketing, the reason behind why they. Oh, we know. It, we know I mean, it was
0: it to give it. It was to give it a bump. But it's just interesting, isn't it? Because <laughs> I mean, this movie it was ready last year. So we're talking about yeah. the like you know four years between the first and this one. The movie was ready last year, and they kept delaying it. Apparently, when it was ready last year, Henry Cavill Superman, Ben Affleck Batman was due to be in it now they're not things have been changed around i'm hearing that originally it was going to be dead and there wasn't going to be wonder woman turning it up at the end but like, that would have been like a cliffhanger for oh, interesting. The right. but there's been i mean dc studios wasn't a thing when this movie was ready like
1: yeah
0: last year so what i've heard is
1: the opposite is like this is the movie that they intended to to make so in no way affected by what's to come and the new regime and all that kind of stuff this is the movie so and obviously when we get to the post-credits and we talk about them they're the post-credit scenes that were intended for this movie going forward with you know the original plans I suppose we'll we'll, we'll get to we'll get to all that um just one final note unlike the budget as you're mentioning just to put it into perspective Black Adam cost more and if you look at that, I mean... <laughs> I'll say it now. It's a smaller movie. It's a smaller movie. It is.
0: I'll say it now. We haven't got to the rating yet. This is a better film. This is a <laughs> a better yeah. film. Um, some people are saying, oh, boo, where was Black Adam? I don't need him. It <laughs> could stay in that I one film. Anyway, we'll get to the later. post-credit
1: scenes, but in a way, one of the post-credit scenes pretty much hints at that connection but we'll discuss in a second but you we don't need, need to talk about... you
0: don't need both characters though so that hints and refers back to black adam and we can wait but if you've got shazam you don't need black adam so i i know we'll talk about no the we we'll, 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 we'll save it well,
1: look, we need to talk about um the daughters the daughters of atlas of Atlas, yes, because I was, I was like, "Is it Atlas?" Don't say, that. don't say it's Atlas if it's not Atlas. It's Atlas. It is Atlas.
0: Yeah. Daughters of Atlas, brand new characters, original characters didn't appear in the comics, so this is their first what? appearance.
1: Wow. Okay. Interesting. So I guess the reveal of you know Rachel Ziegler's character being one of them. Um, I mean, look, we saw it coming, but still, you know, there's no, there's no source material to sort of have that knowledge already. So that's that's fun and interesting. They did that. Well, um, look. If we start with her, I like that they integrated like obviously her being on the appearance-wise anyway, they're on the younger side, having like the high school kind of stuff. I enjoyed the high school scenes. I feel like we needed a little bit more of that. Um I thought she was fun, she's delightful, again, very distracting. That's my own problem. Um, Helen Mirren as the as Hespira, you know, we'd seen not oh, maybe not you but, well, you know, we'd seen her in the in the in the ads and the tv spots and stuff like that and you know i thought for the longest time and this movie seemed to make it seem that she was going to be like the the head honcho the big bad the one that they needed to really handle you know probably thinking Lucy Lou's going to get dispatched at some point but the other way around um Helen Mirren's character actually ended up being a bit of a like I'm backing down and uh, and, uh I might even lend a bit of a hand here Lucy Lou, I mean, in terms of the marketing and like putting her front and center, they did not. They did not. And she is I think she I think she just she steals the show a bit. He does out of
0: the big, out portrayal. of the three, it was a nice a nice reveal. And you know, the, the lady know or lady be known early on that like the other two daughters they they're not looking for revenge on the humans. Like they just want what's rightfully theirs. They want magic back in, in their realm. But yeah, it's Calypso. She ends up being the big bad. She's riding dragons. Yeah, Lucy Lou is great in this. But then all three of the daughters are really good. Helen Mirren, it is so distracting even now when I think back to it when Shazam references... The Fast and the Furious films, and I think and there should be face. a rule. There should be a rule <laughs> against it. I mean, she's Queenie. She's <laughs> she's Owen Shaw's mum. It's too confusing. You can't. Like she knows all yeah. about family. She, and, I mean, should that be allowed? Like in a big blockbuster, should you be able to reference another blockbuster to a cast member? But then again, they kind of did it with Star Wars and the MCU when Peter's talking yes, about Star Jackson. Wars. And Mace window exactly. Uh,
1: like it, like it, I don't know. It can happen, but you're right. It's distracting every single time. Or maybe it's fun. Maybe it's fun, and it's like, eh, it's a little bit of a cheeky nod. Or I mean, that's obviously what it was. Some of
0: the gags at
1: least, at least are
0: distracting. Almost. Like some of them, not all. Like because it generally is is funny at times. It it did bother me again in this film. Like Billy, he has the. The powers of Shazam, which are made up of the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles and the speed of Mercury. Speed, it does a lot. Strength, stamina, we're always seeing that from him. And they do make mention of it in the film, like you're always relying on Mary, like you're not thinking for yourself but he, he should have the wisdom of Solomon. So then, I was thinking as I'm watching the film, is it because he's sharing his power with with his family, and therefore he's not getting all of all of the power sets? No,
1: I mean, but then at the end,
0: yeah, but at the end, he just get them. I don't know. It's just in the no, context, it's, it's like he of... does have all those things. That like yeah. he is still Billy, but he does have access to all those abilities, including the wisdom of Solomon. He's supposed to be smart.
1: I think, like. I mean, if if you look at like what they would, what they would, what they've done with the with these movies, and you could look back and say, well, oh, maybe they stuffed up. That's like because they wanted to have this character be, you know, childlike, immature, goofy, and all that kind of stuff. To have him have that wisdom would have taken that away. So essentially, they had to write, you know, like the the adult Shazam character as essentially not having the wisdom. So then when you look back and it's like, oh, wait, yeah, we've given him all these superpowers, but, oh, yeah, wisdom's one of them and this character's actually not really wise because he's a dumb teenager. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, they I kind mean, of integrated it, that into I mean, the movie. address
0: Yeah, it does work for this world and this interpretation of the characters, yeah. but in, I just... In this movie, yeah.
1: what, what they propose is that, like, the wisdom that he has is, it's like a different type of wisdom. It's not like... It's not like he's super intelligent or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's something. And, and there's a payoff at the end and it, and it works enough. It's it's fine. It's not too distracting. What's distracting? Product placement of bloody Skittles. <laughs> it's not subtle. <social>. It <laughs> it, I would, you know, I mean, this movie already has Power Rangers vibes. You know, you've got a group of teenagers, powers. They're fighting, you know, like nameless monsters throughout a city. And then suddenly, boom. I'm taken back to the Krispy Kremes from that power. This is movie, not as like, bad as that. No, it's not. It's not. That
0: that that at was horrendous. At, at least Rita Repulsa was... <laughs> in a
1: Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah, it's buried under the Krispy Kreme. At least this one had it like had the Skittles integrated into the score into the story to a point where it's like okay, it makes sense. Like what they're doing with the unicorn and, the, and it was Darla. Is it Florida, yeah, yeah, that's it, one of the yeah. apparently
0: it's one of the ingredients, but it was Dala though the youngest of all the kids. And she, mm-hmm. you know, she was obsessed with unicorns. And then she has the idea. So it is blatant product placement well, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, you know, like earlier, it would you know she's playing with the unicorns, and it's like there's the exchange of like like you know unicorns don't exist, they're not real, and it's like, ah blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. It's like I was like, Okay, something with unicorns is gonna come back at some point. I didn't know what at this stage. And it was, then it, it was good like, though. Oh, we've got a dragon, we've got all these other, and these there's only one thing. Up. And I'm like, are afraid like, see a unicorn. <laughs> I was like, yeah, unicorns <laughs> come back. And yeah, it's yeah. great that it wasn't like, oh, and then these yeah. beautiful little they're <laughs> these beastly horse things. I'm like, But then you're Ooh. like, okay, so I'm watching the latest
0: entry, the 12th entry in the DC EU series of films. And the heroes are riding unicorns. I mean, they could only do it in a Shazam film.
1: It, it does. Well, Aquaman, I don't know. I mean,
0: yeah. Octopus <laughs> I mean, on it,
1: drums, I'm just saying.
0: Octopus <laughs> on drums, he's, he's riding a seahorse, a kraken, all those things. The um A big improvement from that first film, the costumes. Mary Marvel, big improvement on her costume, but more importantly... Shazam's costume. I am so glad they removed that hood, which is something they introduced in the Jeff Johns comics. Back when they had Shazam be a member of the Justice League, and he had that hood. He'd go into battle, they would have his hood up, and they used that in that first film. They've changed the the, um, the lightning bolt looks better, and it's yeah, just so much better for not having that collar on the hood big improvement
1: i look at all their costumes and i'm like in this movie like there's a lot more detail on them which makes them look more expensive more shiny or spectacular but at the same time they all look a lot more simplified so more detailed yet simplified like you just basically you see them lined up you've got the colors you've got the lightning bolts you've got the belts the boots the cape that's it but then, if you look closely, it's like, oh, they're so detailed and shiny, bits and pieces. They really they're look fantastic. Of like the you know the actual body parts of the suits. If that's how to describe, like the, the main material. So they look good. They look expensive. The beginning of the film, when
0: they go to the bridge, the big um, rescue. And what do they what do they call them? The Philadelphia. What's the fiasco? Fiasco. That's um, it. When they're going to the bridge in the first place, and they're lined up and they're walking in the line, like classic superhero walking towards the camera. Billy's wearing a Goonies t-shirt, which I thought was cool, and they all say Shazam and the costumes. That reveal was fantastic. He looks really, really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good things um, going for for this movie. We we touched on the the mid post. End credit, what we're calling it. There's two in there. There's a, a post-credit scene and an end one. credit scene. Reprising their DCEU roles in the film while uncredited, we have Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt, Steve Aggie as John Economist. So they're back. We first saw them in James Gordon's The Suicide Squad, again in Peacemaker and oh and in Black Adam. They, yeah it, they were I there mean, and you find oh man that, that oh God, we've done a full review of Black Adam but the whole thing with Amanda Waller needing a Suicide Squad yet all the while she had the Justice Society of America on speed dial uh,
1: Yeah, it, 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 just, it <laughs> made
0: no sense but yeah on on the back of us being told the DCEU's ending you know we're going to get the Flash movie Aquaman's yet to happen Blue Beetle some characters are clearly sticking around, but...
1: No, I mean, are they, though? Because I know there's been conversations about, like, okay, we're going to get this, like, we're going to get the Amanda Waller show, and there'll be some characters coming over and, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm like, okay, whatever happens, there is whatever happens. Essentially, though, look, I go into these movies, and even though... And again, a blanket statement, these aren't going anywhere anymore. Like, there's not going to be... As far as I'm aware, there's not going to be Shazam 3, because it's not going to be, and and I know they're talking about, oh yeah, maybe there's room for Shazam. Like, nah, that's just marketing talk to be like, uh, to get those people into the, to watch And that's this. it.
0: They've said box it's office great. depends yeah. on a how well it does.
1: Stand alone. I go in on my, a movie should just stand alone on its own. Fine. I just, I'm going, I just want to watch a, a good movie. If it doesn't go anywhere, whatever, fine. That's, you know, movies can do that. When we're talking these stingers in these, these post-credits, that's where it's like, okay, the purpose of these is to set up something in the future. And I was like, we're watching these two scenes, and I'm like, well, these aren't going anywhere. Like, these are legitimately not going to go anywhere. Well, we, look, we don't really know. We,
0: yeah, exactly. We, we really don't
1: I'm know. Like, I'm, I'm like, no.
0: Isla Davis, she's getting her Waller TV show. Like, Harcourt could absolutely be be on that show. I mean Zachary Levi is talking again about the possibility of a Chuck film. <laughs> I'm not sure what else he's got going on so maybe he could appear on TV. Who yeah. who knows I mean, it, it's it, hard to know because things are up in the yeah, air no. but I thought it if we just take it at face value like if we didn't know that we've been told certain things are not going to happen after this film I thought it was it was a good tag at the end. Well what it was Shazam is, you know Shazam's all it, excited about being joined or being invited to join the justice league and they're not talking about that they're talking about the jsa he's like why would you have two teams that sound so similar which is a good gag in itself and it's been told many times before over the years and then he's trying to come up with different names and he references avengers Avengers, which was pretty fun so that it did work for me i did like it
1: well i mean the the point of that scene what what i was getting at is that you know, like by having him join the Justice Society, that's setting up the pieces to be like, okay, the Justice Society are gonna go and try and take on Black Adam again, and then we're gonna end up with Shazam versus Black Adam. But
0: as we it'll know, never happen. It's not gonna happen. It'll, it'll, it'll never, it'll never it's happen. It'll, it'll, and even if the but DCU that's what they would, that's or the DC. EU was going to continue. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I don't Johnson, think
1: Dwayne Johnson... No, no, but even that if... Was, even that was... That was the plan, wasn't it?
0: No. No, no, Dwayne no. Johnson, even before Black Adam didn't do as well as Warner Brothers hoped, Johnson turned down appearing in Shazam 2. And that was before all the reshuffling behind yeah, the scenes. So we're
1: talking about the, the no longer going to happen what, were the future movies gonna be like in the DCU, and it would have happened at some point down the line? It would have. They, they don't were think positioning so. it. I
0: really, I really don't think so. I, I don't. Really, was
1: literally just gonna be Superman versus Black Adam. That was gonna be. That's more what.
0: likely, more likely. Nah, I mean, even though, creative. even though Johnson had the JSA in his movie, I think he likes the spotlight. I don't think he would have shared screen time. Anyway, it's not gonna happen. Because things I mean, that's it. things have things have happened. But you know, it did it was fun. It was good seeing that at the end. But we did get one final scene. So the post credit scene, Mark Strong is back as Dr. Thaddeus Savannah, now of a beard. And director David F. Sandberg as the voice of Mr. Mind. I had no idea he did that in that first film
1: yeah yeah he's he's back doing it again
0: mr mind such an interesting character <laughs> there's one last thing that he needs to do and he leaves <laughs> and he leaves just the design the whole thing is yeah, ridiculous it, but again it works in a shazam film so that was um that was interesting you know as well did you spot uh sandberg in the movie outside of his voice cameo at the end
1: no. He plays
0: a civilian who is attacked by one of Calypso's monsters. He gets picked up and carried off. I've seen him. He's very prolific on social media, and he has been, again, speaking out about right, this movie, again. some of He's the criticisms. Like. And, yes, I'm very familiar with what it looks like. As I'm watching the film straight, I'm like, hey, look, there's uh, there's the director. That's um, that's fun. So I saw that, but I didn't realise he was the voice of Mr. Mind.
1: Oh, look, with the with the... With with this post-credit say, hey, look, i again if if it was like, oh look, we were getting another one, I'd be like, cool, interesting, you know, like Mark Strong will be back. Now there's the caterpillar worm guy. Cool. It's all good. It doesn't really add anything to what we saw in, in anything more than what we had seen in that first film. I'm like, it didn't actually progress anything. It was sort of, it kind of did just play as a, as a gag, which is But well,
0: The facial hair I'm also thinking, showed us time had passed and whatever Mr. I mean, Mind yeah, was doing, yeah. he was very close to finishing.
1: <laughs> yeah. But still a year, a few years away. Cause obviously wherever he's going, he's going to have to come back. It's the whole thing. Um, I, I can't, I, In my head, I'm like, it's not going anywhere, so I'm like, it doesn't matter. Who cares? You know,
0: Um, when when the dome first went up, and it ended up being something the bad guys were doing, and the dome got taken down, and the good guys won. But initially, when the dome first up, I did have a thought: Is that what they're going to do? Are they going to section off Philadelphia, and then whatever is going to happen with DC Studios, they've sectioned off. Shazam from the rest of the DC EU. Anyway, it, it did end up being a thing. I thought, oh, are they <laughs> going to find a way to, you know, like to permanently
1: fit,
0: have him be separated? But that was, but again, but that was before I knew Gal Gadot was actually in the film, and and uh, that's an interesting that. thing
1: with her because, because um, like obviously I knew like she was coming. She was like she was actually going to be in the movie at some point, but I didn't know in what capacity. Um, and I was like, look, maybe she'll... Su-. And it wouldn't make sense because I'm like, why would they have her swoop in, save the day when it's like, no, nah, it's Shazam's movie, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And then I was thinking, I was like, oh, no, she can't get in because there's that stupid dome. So there's no way that she could have actually entered the scene until the dome situation was resolved, which obviously is after his death. Now, speaking of his death, I almost feel like, look, assuming, again, assuming that this legitimately is not going anywhere... The movie probably would have ended better if they had actually just gone with it. Have him die. Have the wrong sacrifice. film. It wrong was... film.
0: <laughs> Tonally, <laughs> it is the wrong film. So, you know, As all the high things. all
1: the, all the kids <laughs> crying, all the kids in tears, <laughs> audience kids. I mean,
0: and that's it. And then to have him actually die. I mean, I'm saying there's things that legitimately surprise me about this num- about this movie, but there is some paint by numbers bits. Like, mm-hmm. emotional you know,
1: bits. One, one cameo that um, I think is worth mentioning, Mr. Gecko, the teacher, Diedrich Bader.
0: I mean, that's a character. Is that a cameo? He's a character.
1: Well, oh, he's a character. You know, but I mean, I think the fact that he was cast is is just a, is a nice little nod. And you know what? You can't help but have him when he's speaking. I'm like, you sound like Batman. You sound like... I mean, absolutely. A brave and a bold Batman. <laughs>
0: That show is so underrated. I remember when I watched the first episode and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is not, I'm not necessarily the audience for this. And I stopped. And it was like years later, I came back to it and I watched a handful of episodes and I was like, oh, I completely missed what they were doing with this. Like, yes, it does play to a younger audience, but at the same time, it's silver age DC. Like, it's a, it's a time in Disney comics that I really like, and it's cheesy, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I did like his casting here, but I think he's, he's definitely more of a character than a, than a cameo. But it's when he dies.
1: Badly. Yeah. It's quite- That's the thing, in this movie, as much as we're talking about like, like the tone is is light and fun and bright and all of that, mate, people are legitimately killed in this movie. Like you see, I mean, there's no blood and gore and all that kind of stuff, but it's like, no. Dead he's dead. dead. People are <laughs> killed. <Yeah>. he's dead. <laughs> they dropped from buildings. They're crushed. They're thrown into things. They're dead.
0: Okay, so if you're going to rate this film out of five,
1: um, look, it's. I feel like I'm going to be generous and silly at the same time, um much like this view. But I, I had a fun time, and I think that's all that really matters. I went to the movies. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed the movie. I feel like what I just said was weird, <laughs> but no, I had. It's fun from beginning to end. It, it's pretty fun. There are moments where it's silly. um Some moments that you know are eye rolling, but almost in like a ah, "cool, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Move on guys you know, things with the skittles. Some of the jokes. It's it's fine. It doesn't get into that territory. It's just like this is too silly and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, it's it's the it's the fun of with the characters and the you know. The family and, and what they did to balance what we were getting. We had some time with them, some time without them. I think it worked well. They found a happy ground there. Um some pretty good villains. Uh, you know, like great seeing the um like the wizard come back, old Houndsu, what's his name? You know, like he's doing a pretty, you know, a more substantial role here, a bit more fun stuff to do. Great to see him clean shaven at the end of the movie as well, to deliver his gag. Nice hat. Um I I think I'm stalling because I legit don't know what number I'm going to land on, but I think I'm going to give it a, no, I'll be, I'll be sensible. 3.5. And most of that is just coming from the fun, the energy, um, the good time that I had at the movies. Like this movie is fun. It's, it's pretty much, I would say it's, it's, it's pretty much on par with that, with that first movie. So if you liked Shazam from 2019, like you'll, more than likely, like this one, I I don't know if I can say it's better or or worse in any sort of do in a way. Maybe I'd have to watch them back to back to really get a sense. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's better because they're they're doing the same thing, but then there's a little bit more to it in terms of action and and stakes and stuff. So three point five.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had a good time with with that first movie, and pl- you know, it was a really good origin just having the dynamic between shazam and freddy he just added something different to what we were getting from other comic book movies yeah this one i i had a really good time with it i did i i really did enjoy this film um yeah a bit higher than you like that first film i'm gonna come in at a at a four out of five but like i i generally really enjoyed it like like you say it was a fun time at the movies i'm hearing so much negativity about this film and if you ask the question have you seen it more than likely no (laughs) people just seem to have made up their minds about it whether it's because they're seeing you know what you're talking about no no future there's no future which shouldn't
1: be which shouldn't be a factor but unfortunately with some I know, movies, but, but especially uh, if there's a
0: post credit scene setting up something else that maybe won't happen So I think there's going to be a percentage of audiences that well what's the point because he's not going anywhere well even though I yeah. love how connected these films are you should still be able to watch a film on its own merits and like watch a can, films.
1: and you can watch this movie on But some what people, people
0: some people struggle with that, and then there is a percentage of people that are still upset about Zack Snyder no longer being involved. And I don't want to give them too much attention, but they're out there online, and they are very loud.
1: They are very loud <laughs> online, and it is crazy. Yeah, so we're in a because we take our sweet ass time with putting these reviews out. Like we're in a, we have the rare opportunity to just not say "rare," like we do all the time, but. We can look at the opening weekend box office for this movie, and I mean, look. Let's be honest; they are nowhere near great or where they need to be, especially compared to other coin book movies that have come out in the past year or so. I mean, as an example, Morbius, freaking Morbius, made more money—not by my, not much, but like it made more money opening weekend than this movie. This that, based on also you know the performance of the The first Shazam movie, which again didn't do hot numbers, it did okay, but it was still on the low end. Of um, the, the you factor in the fact that we've got these these kid actors that are aging rapidly that they're at that age where they're gonna. It's, if you thought Stranger Things got pretty rough with their ages, like this is going to be this is going to be nutty, especially if we're waiting two three years for another third movie. On top of that, the new DC stuff, how that's gone. I wouldn't be putting money on a on a Shazam three. I really wouldn't. No, it is but unfortunately we'll not. Yeah. It it yeah, sucks I, because we're yeah. both sitting here and we're saying this is a this is a good movie. It
0: is a good film. It is a good film. Is and people not enough people are gonna are gonna give it a go. I mean, you mentioned in in the opening, you know, going to the Perth premiere. You <laughs> went. Unfortunately, I couldn't. So I watched it. A little bit later in the week, I went not the busiest time for any film, admittedly, but I went on a Friday afternoon. I was one of maybe five people in the old screen I mean, that is
1: a that is a quiet session time doesn't
0: matter it, I, I don't know oh, i mean you're right like it's it's not a lot and then i've seen so many pictures people have put up online when they're like boasting and you know being all cocky about hey look i've got my own private screening to shazam fury <laughs> the gods there's nobody else in here i mean looking at rotten tomatoes 53 percent 53 percent it is it is not tracking well unfortunately and I think if more people watched it, they'd be pleasantly surprised because, and it is a a superhero film that can appeal to younger audiences as well. Like, you know, I'm not going to show something like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman to my kids, whereas, you know, maybe when they were a little bit older, the Shazam films, absolutely. You know, it's got that crossover. what's weird about it.
1: It it works across those two demographics. Like, it works... It's it's safe for families and and kids to watch, but then it also you know we're two grown ass adults and you know we're getting a kick out of it and enjoying it for what it is. You know, again, it's not one of those heavy hitter, you know, like violent, you know, superhero outings that you know we've 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 seen before. But it's that's what's weird about it. We sh- it should it should have better legs. So there's so many factors and things and what's happening at the moment. A lot of people have made up their
0: mind. That they either don't want to see it or they've decided they don't like it. Anyway, anyway. We watched it, we liked it. Well, that's it for our review of Shazam Fury of the Gods. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewinding Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their
1: own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Legion of Superheroes, Creed 3, and The Whale. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of batman the doom that came to gotham
0: you've been listening to luke
1: and you've been listening to jason
0: where the guys from that film stew see you soon